So every now and then, we're placed in a situation where we have two choices. We can listen or not. Now, most of the time we hear, but do we tune in? I don't know. It depends on what we want. It depends on what we find more important. It depends on what we prioritize. So if you find yourself missing information, if you find yourself needing to know something, but you're asking, why is it that I I hear it, but I'm not listening, then maybe it's time to avoid yourself of those distractions. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. Looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? to the latest episode of the glory in our stories i'm your host calvin pinwell jr it's been a while it's been a while been uh evolving that's the best way i can describe it evolving so uh with the new job new career new responsibilities things have changed things have had to shift uh, but the good thing about it is the concept of of growing very important so I was speaking to a fellow teacher and she said something that riveted me in a good way. And when I saw it and when I received it, it was in a text form. I was like, wow, I gotta, I gotta bring this up. And so, uh, but before I jump into all that, lately I have been I've been a little bit distracted, primarily because I am trying to, there there comes a point in our lives where we're, and maybe this is something we do daily, we're trying to perfect something. We're trying our best to make it, create something in its best form but to be honest, it's all about the attempt. Not to say that you should fall short. Not to say that you should simply do um, undersell yourself. But just just attempt, like aim for a hundred. Because if you aim for a hundred, not four hundred. But if you aim for 100 
and you land on a 95, yo, you tried. Give yourself credit. Have, you know, continue to give yourself grace. And that's that's what I have to constantly do. Most of the time, it's easier to give other people grace than it is to give ourselves because we end up telling ourselves, oh, I, I should know better. Honestly, we all should know better. But what if we were just basically giving others what's given to us on a daily basis? So that's where this is coming from. And I want it to be more intentional with everything that I do. So even this, haven't been doing it consistently over the last few months, but I want to get back into it because I'm, I'm, there's so much I need to share. So much I, I have to share because I know I'm not the only one experiencing this. And not only that, it puts me in a position to help somebody else that's probably thinking they're, they are alone. And I've been reminded recently not to downplay my experience, but to let them know, like, yo, you're not alone. Like, take somebody that just started something for the first time in their lives. And then right next to them, you have somebody who's been doing that same thing for 20 years. There will come a time where both people are experiencing the same setbacks despite experience. If there's anything, anything that we all have in common is that reality of unexpectancy. Like we can't predict tomorrow. We have an idea, but we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And that inability to see into the future. We just we just don't know. So when stuff happens, it just happens and it, it, it can hit someone who's just now entering it. Just it can hit them just as hard as somebody who's experienced the same thing for the last 20 years. So just being reminded that, yo, we're not it's not just us. It's not just us. And that's why it, stuff like that helps married couples. It helps. Again, people in my position that have just started new careers, it helps just people in general when something happens to you, whether you're mourning the death of someone that you love or that you lost something very close and dear to you. So you're, you're never the only one that not only has experienced it, but you're not the only one experiencing it. So just being reminded of that, it helps. So if you ever have the opportunity to share with someone um, a moment of vulnerability, just say it. Let it rip. Let it pour. Doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you much stronger because you realize that it's not your power. It's not your ability that fuels you. It's, if it's if it was completely up to us to have the energy to get up every morning and do the same thing having the same expectations. If it was completely up to us, we wouldn't we would run out of steam quickly. We we would be tired every single day. So but anyway, I wanted to go ahead and jump into this. I didn't want to stay on that too long. Uh, but this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to read uh, this text from this 
teacher. And the reason why I use this is because it was just so riveting. Now, I'm not using this to place commentary on anyone's teaching technique or anything like that. But the reason why I'm using this is because it's applicable to how Jesus approached us when he was here and he started spreading the gospel in Matthew. And I was like, yo, I, I got to share this. So I'm going to read uh, what the what was stated. And again, I'm not reading this to I am not reading this to do any commentary on how it was handled or what was said. This is all about this verbiage in relation to what Jesus said in Matthew. Now, this is commentary from a teacher. She was in a situation where she was doing a lesson and she had a group of students who were listening and she had a group of students who were not. So, sorry y'all, this my, that's my cat playing around, playing around, so apologize. So, uh, let me read this right quick. Let's see. All right. It says, I brought my voice down so that it couldn't be heard past the first row of students. So just to give you some context, there's a group of students who are listening and there are a group of students who are not. Now, when it gets to a point, and I've learned this, I've only been in this for a couple of months, but I've learned that when you have students in your class that's talking, you can either do two things. You can address it or you can just over talk them. Now, Sometimes when you over talk them, it just makes them want to talk louder, which means they care less about what you're saying. So it probably leaves you to yell or just go over there and address them specifically. Um, but in this case, uh, this teacher decided not to talk loud. She decided to pay close attention to those who were actually in tuned and engaged with what she was sharing. All right, so I'm going to reread this. It said, I brought my voice down so that it couldn't be heard past the first row of students. After 20 minutes or so, random kids got up with their chairs and sat closer to me to hear what I was talking about. Some even opt to sit on the floor. When I was done with the lesson, I walked to the noisy bunch in the back and informed them that while I understand their daily conversation is extremely important to them, it has caused the rift in classroom respect. I pointed to all the students that got up and migrated closer to me and said those students moved closer to hear what I had to say. And it was unfair to them that extra talk was hindering their ability to learn too. And then the next part was, I then informed them that from this point on, if they feel like their conversation was more important than mine, they are welcome to sit in the halls in Kumbaya the rest of the year. And I'll be more than happy to inform their parents, 
grandmas, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters why they failed. So let me transfer to what I was reading because uh, I looked up, I Googled basically those who have ears to hear. And it was referenced to something in a verse in Matthew. But the question that it popped up, it said, what did Jesus mean when he said, who has ears to hear? And I'm going to read this right quick. It's not very long, but just to give you some context. It said in the Gospels, Jesus speaks of those who have ears to hear at the end of a difficult saying or parable. Matthew 11, verse 15, Mark 4, verse 9 and 23. Who is who? Who is he who has ears to hear? Better yet, who is he who has ears? Ears are a feature shared by all of humanity. To not have ears would be an unnatural occurrence. Therefore, when Jesus addresses those who have ears, he refers to all who have been given his words, no matter their age, ethnicity, language, or status. But there is a difference between having ears and having ears to hear. Jesus' parable of the sower, of the sower and the seed contracts types of hearers, those who let the word of God pass straight through their ears and those who truly listen and seek understanding. Mark 4, verse, verses 13 through 20. Some hear the word, yet they do not allow it to take root because the seduction of worldly pleasures and comfort overcomes them. Others end up rejecting the word because of persecution or trials. Others hear the word and open themselves to understand and accept it so that it transforms them. Those who have ears to hear allow the word to bear fruit to the glory of God. It is up to the hearer to decide whether to take the word seriously and pursue understanding. Only a few are willing. The rest have ears, but they do not have ears to hear. Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, and verses 24 through 27. Now, going back to what the teachers were, teacher was saying, she basically put herself in the position and said, if you choose not to hear, that is on you. I will not raise my voice. I will speak at a level where you can hear me if you are willing to. And I was like, wow. And I, I remember, I remember this reference in Matthew. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a, a pastor that mentioned this uh, recently. It was, it was a speaker, and I realized that most of the time, no, all the time, we are in the position to hear God, but are we willing? That's the question. So most of us are in that. All of us are in that classroom. And there are many of us who are willing to sit on the floor just to get close, just to drown out the noise so we can hear every single word, receive everything that's given to us. Then there's some of us who are completely distracted in the back, living our own lives, tending to things that we find far more important. Now, there are some instances where the things that we're receiving is not really, you know, feeding the fire. It's not exciting. It's not entertaining. But even me as a new educator, I learned that, you know, when I come to the class, my, it's my job is not to do a tap dance or put on a show. My job is not to entertain you. 
My job is to educate you. That's my responsibility. Now, if I'm able to throw some things in there that sparks your interest, that makes it even better. Uh, that's the concoction that we have to to um, to consider when we do our lesson plans. Like, you know, I don't want to bore my students, but at the same time, I don't want to rid them of rich content that they need, not just to better themselves as students, but better themselves as individuals. But what Jesus was doing is that he was the light. He was the truth. So everything he said and did was valid. The only perfect human being to ever exist. So everything that came out of his mouth was worth receiving. Just, just, just his breath, just to receive his breath was enough, let alone every single word in relation to God's truth. So many of us have to put ourselves in the position. We have to come to the front. We have to be willing to sit on the floor. We have to be willing to lean in so that we can receive. And we have to be willing to push aside the distractions. It's, it's very important. I wanted to share that this because when she sent that to me, I was like, wow, that's very eye-opening. And I know many teachers have different techniques and different preferences when it comes to that. But that, that really hit my heart. And what Jesus did is that he focused on those who focused on him. Now he gave everyone the opportunity, everyone the opportunity, but only a few will accept it. Only a few will be fully engaged. Now, the part that really stuck out to me, it, well, the first part I mentioned in, in relation to what the teacher said, I was like, wow, but that second part didn't hit me to today. The part where she says, I then informed them that from this point on, if they feel like the conversation was more important than mine, they are welcome to sit in the halls and kumbaya the rest of the year. And I'll be more than happy to inform their parents, grandmas, aunt, uncles, brothers and sisters why they failed. There's going to be a point. The word says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, that God is God, right? There's going to be a moment where we're going to confront God and it's just going to be him and us. It's not going to be our spouses. It's not going to be our pets. It's not going to be our friends or our, or anyone else. It's just going to be God and us. And God is going to hold us accountable. God is more interested in what and how you used what he gave you opposed to how religious you are. He doesn't, he's more concerned about the gifts that he placed in your care. How did you multiply them? Not for the sake of fame, for the sake of power, but for the sake of furthering his kingdom. God doesn't need us. He chose us. Now, for those of us who are in relationships, we all know that nothing beats being chosen. When somebody chooses you, Instead of ha you know having you by default, that means they made a conscious decision to prioritize you. If any of you have ever been picked for any game, 
and you have to you have uh, these two you have two team captains and they're going around picking people if you were picked first that made you feel good think about like the NFL NBA like professional sports their their drafts if you're the first round pick you're a big deal Allen Iverson first round pick first I think he was the first pick um LeBron James was a first round pick Kobe first round all think of all these great players first round picks because they were deliberately chosen because they 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 possessed awesome abilities and with us when somebody hand picks you that means you have the potential to do great things and think about it if god chose you god a, a father that does not make mistakes a father that, that that does not go back on his word a father that is perfect if he chose you that means everything you need to be that which he called you to be you already possess so he's calling you for a reason always remember that to be chosen but in this situation going back to uh, what this teacher was saying and what Jesus was saying in the book of Matthew and Mark those of you have ears to hear opposed to just having ears which means that when you have ears to hear that means you're making a decision not to hear or not to listen because you can hear but to actually listen you got to tune in like the students in this teacher's classroom that sat in the front and even got to the point where they decided to sit on the floor. That was intentional. Let's try to avoid sitting in the back and just having our own conversations because that's leaning upon our own understanding. But when we lean in to truth, when we lean in to information that we need, when we lean in to the truth, to the meat of life, then we can actually feed off that and continuously grow. But I just wanted to to share that. I wanted to share that. So I didn't even create a title for this episode yet, <laughs> but I'm going to end it with the title. And the title of this episode was Come Close come close position yourself to receive what God has to give you drown out the noise push aside the distractions and tune in I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm going to try my best to be more frequent and consistent every two weeks no matter what goes on try to get back on the um, the uh, keep uh, maintain the continuity of this podcast I've been going for a minute and if this is something that you need I will continue to prioritize it in a way so that you receive it because when she said that I was like wow that really really got to me obviously in a good way so enjoy yourselves love you guys again this is the latest episode of the glory in our stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr on this episode titled 
come close. Yo, thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories. Thank you.